It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. If you're joining us for the first time, we are a company that believes in putting the focus on real food as the solution to your health concerns. My name is Cassie Wienis. I'm a registered and licensed dietitian. And before I let you in on the health concern we'll be talking about this morning, as always, the regular listeners know the routine, right? I first need to say hello to my two biggest fans listening back home. So hello to Riley, my five-year-old, and hello to Rissy, my three-year-old. And by the way, we have to say thanks to Dar for dropping off our headphones early this morning. Couldn't have done the show without him, Dar. Thank you. So here's my lead-in to today's topic. Think about these questions and answer them to yourselves. Have you ever been on repeated rounds of prednisone or cortisone? Are you on a low-fat eating plan, or have you been on a low-fat eating plan in the past? Or, here's a good one, do you have a big sweet tooth that you often give into? Do you have a gluten sensitivity? Do you drink more than one can of soda a week? Are you a smoker? Do you have irregular menstrual cycles? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then keep your ears on because you may very well be at risk for decreased bone health. Today's topic is how to build strong, healthy bones. And in studio with me this morning to help tackle this issue is Tamara Brown. Tamara is also a registered and licensed dietitian. She sees clients at both our North Oaks and St. Paul offices. And she does grocery store tours all throughout the Twin Cities. She's a busy lady. Welcome, Tamara. Thanks, Cassie. Good morning. It's great to be here today because this is such an important topic and so relevant for especially women these days. So over the next hour, we're not only going to be talking about the things that can decrease your bone mass, like the ones Cassie just mentioned, but we're also going to be talking about which foods and which supplements support bone health. So by the end of the show today, listeners will have a plan for preventing bone loss. And that's really important in light of the fact that osteoporosis in this country is increasing at an alarming rate. Right. And people seem to be getting younger and younger that are getting osteoporosis. So not only will we be divulging a plan for prevention, but for those listeners already diagnosed with osteopenia or osteoporosis, we'll be sharing with you a plan to restore that bone loss. And you did hear me right. You can restore your bone loss with the right eating plan and a few essential supplements. And if you don't believe us, I'm sure that you'll believe someone who has actually experienced this restoration of her bones. So we have a real treat for you today because about halfway through the show this morning, we are going to have a nutritional weight and wellness client calling in to tell her story. It is powerful and you are not going to want to miss it. Yes, it's, she's, she's a talker, a really sweet lady, and she has a great story to tell. So do stay tuned. That'll happen shortly after 8.30, I believe. You know, it seems there are a lot of myths or maybe half-truths is the better term. A lot of half-truths out there in terms of what builds strong bones. So we're here this morning to give you the true story 
and hopefully the whole story. I don't know. We we think we might run out of time if we get a lot of callers <laughs> There's a lot today. To say. But yeah, but for sur- for sure, excuse me, we will be telling you the true story. So why don't we just start out by talking about the key factors that build strong, healthy bones? And then at the end of the hour, if we have time, we'll touch on some of the common American habits that can be really bad for bone health. Sounds like a good starting point. So talking about building strong, healthy bones, step number one to building those strong bones is eating plenty of healthy fat. Yes, you heard right. And this may be a new thought for many of you, but in fact, it's true. You have to be eating healthy fat several times a day if you want to build strong, healthy bones. And you, have, you and I have seen it in the office more than once, haven't yes. we, Tamara? People come into our office with a new diagnosis of osteopenia or osteoporosis, and they say something like, how can this be? I've been taking my calcium supplement every day for years. Or they might say, how can this be? Because I eat plenty of cheese and I drink milk every day. Well, there is so much more, so much more to the equation than just calcium. Yes, that is correct. I mean, when you think about it, as a developed country, well over 50% of American adults take calcium supplements every day. And most people in America get plenty of cheese and milk products. And yet, despite that, osteoporosis is nearing epidemic proportions. Right. So we're missing the boat. Missing something. Yeah. So back to the healthy fats. Again, eating healthy fats is step number one to building strong bones. And I believe it was Mary Ennig who described it best. She said, think of the inside of your bones as having a mesh, a mesh on the inside of your bones. So I visualize there's like a screen in a screen door on the inside of your bone. And this mesh or this screen is what your minerals attach to in order for you to build strong bones. And guess what the mesh is made from? Healthy fats. Yahoo! Yeah. So you can be taking calcium daily. You can be eating your fat-free yogurt, drinking your skim milk. But if you're not getting some healthy fat at every meal and every snack, then you don't have that mesh in the center of your bones for the calcium and the other minerals to stick to, or at least you don't have a complete mesh. Exactly. So... For listeners who have been on a low-fat diet or fat-free diet for many, many years, here is one more good reason to start adding back in those healthy fats in order to build our bones. And it's pretty painless because it tastes so good. It's delicious. Yeah. But when you talk about, Tamara, the, you know, the low-fat for many years, I ate very low-fat for a long time. And when you think back... You know, knowing what we just described now, Uh pretty scary to have been eating low fat for any long period of time. You know, when I look back in my history, it's what I was taught in my dietetics courses was high carb, low fat. And so that's what I was practicing before I found Darlene Kavist in Nutritional Weight and Wellness. But I think it's a message that is still ingrained in the minds of many Americans. Yes, Absolutely. And so our message today is that if you are still eating low-fat products, today is the day to stop. Because if you're still eating those low-fat foods, you very you may be walking around with decreased bone mass. Mm-hmm. But the good news here is that you can build up the strength of fragile bones no matter what your age. So this morning... 
as you're listening, as you're making your eggs for breakfast, cook them up in a tablespoon of organic butter because your bones will thank you. Notice, Tamara said, as you're making those eggs, not pouring a bowl of cold cereal, right? <laughs> exactly. Make yes. those eggs. There's time this morning. So if you're at home right now, I want you to open up the fridge. Walk over to the fridge, open it up. Tell me, do you see any fat-free cream cheese in there? Or maybe you see some fat-free salad dressing or some light salad dressing in your fridge. If you do, read the ingredient list on one of those containers, whether it's your you know, fat-free Western dressing or your fat-free cream cheese. Read the ingredient list. I'm betting there are some words in there that you can't even pronounce These low-fat and fat-free products contain a lot of chemicals. So not only are you robbing your bones of that healthy fat that they need to be strong, but you're giving your body a lot of chemicals that it doesn't know what to do with. Exactly. So add that full-fat cream cheese to your grocery list, and then you can incorporate it into a delicious bone-building snack by spreading it on some organic deli meat and rolling it up. Yummy. I made that last Sunday as an hors d'oeuvre for Easter. Have you ever done that? Oh, that's perfect. Yes. You take the deli meat, spread the cream cheese, cut it into strips. When I was 10 years old, I won grand champion doing that for a food demonstration. Oh, you did? (laughs) That's as far as my cooking skills go some days. But yeah, as an hors d'oeuvre, it works great. You cut it into the strips, put a pickle or an olive in the middle, roll it up, put a fancy toothpick in it. But, you know, I do that that type of a snack pretty much every day, Mm -hmm. at least several times a week, where I just take the deli meat, slather the cream cheese, roll it up. Um, Avocado is another good fat that you could spread on that deli meat. It tastes very good, and it's great for your bone health, too. Yeah, and so easy, which is key. Right. So what's another great bone-building fat? How about almonds? So if you're not really feeling the deli meat, cream cheese sort of thing... What about grabbing a hard-boiled egg, half of an apple, and a handful of almonds? Because those almonds not only give you the healthy fat, but they also provide some healthy calcium. And don't forget that the yolk of an organic egg, you talked about grabbing a Uh hard-boiled egg with the almonds. The yolk of an organic egg contains healthy omega-3 fats. You know, we always think of the omega-3s as being in fish, but they're found in that egg yolk too. So you're getting good fats not just from the almonds, but from that egg. And it's not just us saying that these healthy fats are great for bones. For those of you who like the research, in 2007, there was a study published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition showing... And I'm quoting now, omega-3 fatty acids are positively associated with achieving peak bone mineral density. You know what? Time for a break. Is it that time again? Time for a break. So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Today we're talking about bone health. Here's some food for thought as we go to break. Did you know that over 40 million women in the United States suffer from osteoporosis? We often hear about the importance of consuming dairy products for the calcium in order to prevent bone loss. But did you ever stop to think, we drink a lot of dairy, we eat a lot of cheese in this country, and we're still reaching epidemic proportions of bone loss? Maybe dairy's not our best source of calcium. Stay tuned because Tamara's going to be talking more about that statement. And if you have questions about our topic today, 651-641-1071.
If you're like me, you try to eat right, but the definition of healthy eating seems like a moving target. Should I eat low-carb or low-fat? Do eggs and butter raise my cholesterol? Is coffee good after all? Don't rely on sound bites and infomercials for something as important as your health. You deserve recommendations based on biochemistry. Nutritional Weight and Wellness is offering My Talk 1071 listeners a complimentary e-newsletter that is chock full of nutrition information and tips. The Weight and Wellness Way newsletter provides sound information and practical strategies from a nutritionist's perspective. Learn a natural approach to healthy eating based on real whole foods you buy at the grocery store. All this and best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the complimentary Weight and Wellness Way e-newsletter, go to weightandwellness.com and enter your email address. Then watch your inbox every month for nutrition news and special offers that will help you look and feel your best. For information on other services at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, call 651-699-3438. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before break, we were talking about calcium and dairy and whether this is the best source of calcium for us. Well, surprisingly, 70% of the world's population is sensitive to dairy and cannot digest it properly. In fact, many populations that consume little or no dairy have lower rates of osteoporotic fractures than than those that consume more dairy. Interesting. Very interesting. I came across that, too, as I was researching for the show this week in several different publications, just what Tamara said, and it's often referred to as the calcium paradox, the paradox that hip fracture rates are higher in developed countries like the U.S., where calcium intake is higher than they are in developing countries where calcium intake is lower. Mm -hmm. Clearly calls for an explanation, and I think... I think we have it here. Yes, we do. So before break, we were talking about the importance of healthy fats for building healthy bones. So now we're going to change directions and talk about the importance of animal proteins for building healthy bones. Right. So real animal protein, things like organic eggs, steak, Burgers. I was hoping I could talk about grilling today, but looking outside, maybe I won't. But steak, hamburgers, turkey, salmon, all of these are great sources of protein. They help to build collagen. Now, remember, we just got done talking about how healthy fats help to form that mesh that we find inside our bone. And the mesh is what the minerals attach to to build the strong bones. Well, healthy fats isn't the only substance this mesh is made from. It's also made from collagen. Yes. And how do we make collagen? We make it from eating protein. So hopefully spring will be on its way soon. Uh, (laughs) Right? I was hoping, yeah. We did. Now, we grilled out last night. Oh, you did? There was just this little bit of time where it wasn't raining and yeah, it was nice. You could catch it yesterday for we, sure. For a little bit. And then I forgot the grill outside and, and it really got poured on. But yeah. <laughs> yes. But so about four to five ounces of protein for lunch or for dinner would be a great way to supply your body the material it needs to build that collagen for healthy bones. And don't forget the animal protein at snack time, too. Your best bone building menu should include animal protein, not just at every meal, but at those snacks. 
And if you like to try new recipes and if you want a tasty snack idea, we did mention the deli meat roll-ups, but another great idea is Dar's chicken patty recipe. You can have one of these little chicken patties. It's got some wonderful protein in it. It's also got olives in it, so you get the Mm -hmm. healthy fat for your bones. So check out our website at weightandwellness.com, and is spelled out A-N-D. So weightandwellness.com. Click on recipes, and you can print off Dar's chicken patty recipe for a new snack idea. Yes, and I highly recommend it because it is absolutely delicious. You can make them big for a meal size portion, right. or you can make mini ones for a snack size portion. And, you know, again, full of the good protein and also those healthy fats in the olives. Right. So, weightandwellness.com, chicken patty recipe, and a whole lot more recipes, too. All right. So continuing along on our topic of protein, there's a book by William Douglas, who is an MD, and it is called Eat Your Cholesterol. And in that book, there's a very fascinating story about Bill Walton, who was a famous basketball star. And interestingly, he was also a strict vegetarian, and he ended up developing severe osteoporosis. I think that may have even been what ended his career. I think you're right. From what I was reading, you know, again, researching for the show, he was he started getting a lot of foot and ankle fractures. And because of this, they eventually tested his bone density and found he had severe osteoporosis. But the real inspiring part of this story is that he came to realize his strict vegetarianism had led to this severe osteoporosis in large part. And he ended up actually becoming a spokesman for the meat industry, and so obviously ended his vegetarian Hmm. ways. Yeah, that is so interesting because a lot of times we just don't think about making the connection between Mm -hmm. protein and bones. Right. It's such a different thing to think about. Right. So as you can imagine, Bill Walton had some of the most prestigious doctors. Right. And in order to address his weak bones, not only did the doctors recommend he stop his vegan ways, but they also put him on a very precise supplement plan designed to help him build back bone. Right, which is a perfect lead-in, Tamara, for us to talk a little bit about supplements before our guest calls in this morning. So just as Bill Walton's doctors knew, we know, too, that it takes more than just a calcium supplement to build strong bones. And in fact, in Bill Walton's case, they found that he had high levels of calcium in his blood. Hmm. So it wasn't as much that his body was devoid of calcium as it was he didn't have the other pieces of the puzzle that would allow that calcium to attach to the bone mesh. So it was accumulating in his blood and never really getting into his bone. Huh. Well, a biggie that probably many or most of us here, especially in the Midwest, need to consider for a supplement is vitamin D. Yeah. Yes. The sunshine vitamin. (laughs) Not making much today. No, no. So what have we had now? Nine months of winter and still going this year in Minnesota? And I know we have a lot of of out-of-state listeners, too, through iTunes or podcasts. So I I just want to point out, it doesn't just apply to us here in Minnesota that we need vitamin D on these dreary days. But when you look nationwide, the reports that I found show that as much as 75% of teenagers and adults nationwide are lacking sufficient vitamin D. Wow. Yeah. 
That is huge. And maybe it's because a lot of us wear sunscreen. Or, you know, I would imagine that if you live in Florida, you probably slather on sunscreen. Yep, which blocks the rays. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, we recommend that you know your number. If you haven't had your vitamin D level tested, please do. It's as simple as having your blood tested because we should all know our vitamin D levels. Um, Without sufficient vitamin D, our intestines absorb only about 10 to 15% of the calcium we're consuming, whether it be through food or supplements. Whereas if you have an optimal vitamin D level, your intestines can absorb up to 80% of the calcium you're consuming. Right. And, you know, ask for that vitamin D level. I'm continually surprised that doctors don't just run that as part of the the panel, right? I mean, you get cholesterol, triglycerides, but you don't get vitamin D. And a lot of the statistics say about 80% of people here in Minnesota, and we talked about 75% nationwide, Uh are low. So again, why wouldn't you just run that as part of the annual checkup? I'm not sure of the answer, but you have to be your own advocate. And sometimes you have to fight for that to be taken. Um, I had a nurse here a couple of weeks ago that's a client of mine, and I had asked her to get her vitamin D tested because she had some obvious things that were pointing in the, in the direction that uh-huh. she probably was really low. So here's a nurse going into a doctor, sure. speaking his language, asking for vitamin D. She came back to me a couple of weeks later. She said, you would not believe how hard I had to fight to get that vitamin D tested. And she said, I thought as a nurse going in, I would have no problem mm-hmm. requesting that. But she said, I had to fight tooth and nail. And at one point, she did finally get them to, to break down and give in and test it. And she was rock bottom low. Really? Um, but she said, at one point, the doctor said to me, you don't have osteoporosis. We don't test yeah. your vitamin D until you have osteoporosis. <laughs> okay. Think about that statement. Right. Let's wait until you're broken down and decrepit and then test your D so we can go back and point to that and say... Oh yeah, that's probably why you got it, right? Where's the know. prevention? I, just, I could, I still cannot get over that. That he said we don't test vitamin D unless you have osteoporosis. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It where's doesn't the... make any sense. And I've had similar stories where people have to fight for the vitamin D. Yeah, so I don't get it. I know I don't get it. I but know. you know what? We better take another break. We have our guest coming up when we come back from break. So I don't want to. Prolong this any longer, Joanne. I'm excited to talk to her. She's coming up next. Stay with us. She's going to talk about her inspiring story of how she has started to build her bones back. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Again, a little bit of food for thought as we go to break. If you're still drinking that soda, let me give you one more good reason to kick the habit. The chemicals in soda, whether we're talking diet or regular, the chemicals in soda deplete our bones of calcium, and that's going to weaken your bones over time. For strong bones, get the soda out, drink water, water, water. That's your best bone-building drink. And if you have questions about our topic today or want to join the discussion, call us here at the studio at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. 
today we're talking all about how to keep our bones healthy. And we offer a wonderful two-hour class all about good foods and bone health. And we have two upcoming classes. The class is called Nutritional Solutions for Osteoporosis. The first one is coming up Thursday, May 12th in Stillwater, and we have a second one offered on Tuesday, May 17th at Mississippi Market in St. Paul. So for more information about our classes, please check our website, weightandwellness.com. Or you can call the St. Paul office because I know we have gals there answering the phone at 8. So if, mm-hmm. if that's more convenient, if your computer is as slow as mine is at home... Um, the the St. Paul office is 651-699-3438, and you can learn more from the gals there and sign up that way as well. Or like Tamara said, the website is very handy as well. Okay, well, we've covered some key pieces of the puzzle that will help you prevent bone loss. We've been talking about the importance of healthy fat, the importance, excuse me, of healthy fats, the importance of eating the animal protein, But what about the listeners who have already had significant bone loss? Have you already had that diagnosis of osteopenia? Or maybe you've already had that diagnosis of osteoporosis. Well, don't lose hope. Osteopenia and osteoporosis can often be reversed. But it takes more than just the basics of healthy fat and some animal protein and a calcium supplement. If you've experienced significant bone loss already, it takes, of course, the right eating plan, but it takes a more complete bone-building supplement plan, and that's what we're going to be talking about next. On the line right now is Joanne Negstad. Joanne, as we've mentioned, um, is a client at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. She's a client of DARS. DARS is the owner of Nutritional Weight and Wellness, for those of you who might be new listeners. And Joanne has a very inspiring story to tell on this topic of reversing osteoporosis. So if I can, I'm going to have the producer clicker on and I'm going to say Joanne welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Thank you. It's great to have you here this morning. Thank you again for being a guest this morning and for helping to get the word out that you can reverse some pretty serious bone loss. So if I understand right Joanne you came to DAR last year and at that time you had already had About four back surgeries? That's correct. Okay, and after the fourth surgery, the doctors discovered the pins wouldn't hold any longer or or weren't holding well. Um, Maybe I should just hand it over to you. Kind of tell us that story. Okay, I'd be happy to. Thank you for having me on the show. Yes. Um, The cause of my surgeries was a degenerative issue with my back, and after my fourth surgery, which was my second fusion surgery, I wasn't recovering completely, and further tests showed that the screws had loosened in the sacroiliac area. Yeah. So the solution for that, I learned this last fall, was another surgery, which I wasn't excited about. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was going to DAR, actually started with DAR for other reasons, um, and told her this story. And I told her the story of the doctor saying, we've got to go in for more surgery. Those screws have to get tightened. But I'm, these are the words of the doctor. I am worried sick about it being successful, he said, because your bones are so spongy from osteoporosis, I'm not sure I can get the different kind of screws into your pelvic bones securely. So I don't want to put you through all this surgery and it not work, he said. Right. I appreciated his concern about that, but it didn't help my confidence about the No, surgery. that, <laughs> right, put the fear of God in you. Exactly. <clears throat> so I told this story to Dar, 
and Darset had already put me on Pro Bono, which is a supplement for bone health. And when she heard that story, she called the Pro Bono company and said, can I put this woman on a double dose? Because Mm -hmm. she was concerned that we do as much as possible to strengthen my bones so that I could have the the follow-up surgery. And the Pro Bono company had said, uh, let her take as much as her gastrointestinal system can tolerate. Mm-hmm. And so she put me, excuse me, on a double dose. And I started that oh, approximately three months before the surgery was scheduled in March. So the part of the story, which is most inspiring, like you say, Cassie, is when I was coming out of a nine-hour surgery, and was in that foggy state in the recovery room, just kind of coming into consciousness. Right. My experience, my first experience was hearing my doctor standing at the end of my bed telling my husband and my daughter that it was successful. He was almost gleeful in it because he had been worried himself. And then I heard him say, and I can't believe it, her bones were stronger than last time I was in there, which was 16 months prior to the other surgery was. So Dar was pretty excited when I got home and was recovering and told her that story. Thus, I'm on your program today. As you were pretty excited, too. (laughs) Exactly. The recovery from this surgery, though I'm still recovering and in a brace and all, has gone so much better than the previous surgery. And I just uh, am really grateful for many gifts along that journey, but this recovery has been quite amazing. Oh, that's, that's an awesome story. Now, you talked about pro bono. We haven't gotten that yet gotten to that product yet in our program. Um, It is a product that we carry at our office. I feel like maybe I've been talking a little too much. Tamara, I'm going to hand it over to you. Do you want to give the background information on Pro Bono? Sure. So Pro Bono is what we often call complete bone food. So first off, it contains calcium in the form of microcrystalline hydroxyapatite concentrate, or MCHC for short. So this is a compound that is actually derived from whole bone. So it provides much more than calcium, and it is, of course, more similar to our actual bones because it is derived from bone. So it has things like phosphorus, magnesium, zinc, and many other minerals needed for rebuilding our bones. In addition to the MCHC calcium, Pro Bono also has vitamin K, which is another critical component needed to plug calcium into that bone matrix. Pro Bono also contains strontium, which researchers are finding is essential to rebuilding bone, and it also has many, many more things. It's basically like an overall multivitamin mineral complex for osteoporosis. It is an amazing product. I was never taught as a dietitian in college that you could do anything to reverse osteoporosis. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a sentence for a hip fracture. Mm-hmm. And we all know what happens after a hip fracture. Um, but it's just amazing. The numerous stories I have heard, Joanne's is certainly one of the most inspiring, but hers certainly isn't the only one. And Joanne, you know, when we talked earlier this week, you were also telling me about how your friends, you know, like you said, you have some really nice friends. They never mentioned how bad you were looking before you got started on this rebuilding plan. But what were some of the things after you felt better that they said you, you grew taller, right? Yes. Um, actually, because of the problem of these loosened screws, I couldn't walk straight. And I was dependent on walking with a walker and quite bent over and also was 
very pale because my blood was down and so on. So my friends teased me about looking more like a 95-year-old than the 75-year-old that I am. And actually, when I came out of surgery and I first got out of bed and stood by the walker, I was two inches taller than um, I had been before surgery. Wow. Wow. And that's because of other things that the doctor did in terms of straightening out that lower part of my back. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty pleased about that. Now I'm walking without a cane or a walker at all, and the color on my face has gone much more natural. My husband has teased me about looking cadaverous. I was so pale. <laughs> that's related also to my hemoglobin going down a lot because I lost a lot of blood in this surgery. And yeah. so um, that's another thing that DAR has helped me with, not only with taking iron and magnesium, but also really focusing on iron-rich foods. So I've right. been very faithful to my spinach, liver, and raisins. <laughs> ah, wonderful, wonderful. And, you know, so those are some changes you've made, spinach, liver, things that are a, a bit higher in iron. What else, as you look back over your overall eating habits, you, you know, once you started seeing DAR, how else did you change the way that you were eating? Well, she has, I've learned so much from Dar. Um, she's really, I think, helped me understand the importance of protein, especially at breakfast. Yeah. And so now my typical breakfast is a couple eggs and maybe a spinach salad. And yep. so I really focus on getting additional protein right at breakfast time. And I yep. think that has helped because that's good for bone health as well. Right, right. Oh, this is such a fun story. And I have to ask, Joanne, tell the listeners how old you are. I'm 75. You are such an inspiration. You are 75 years young. This is a great story for everybody listening out there showing that you can build bone no matter what your age. Well, Um, I'm just really grateful for Provona. I have to say, too, that I'm very grateful to have both a primary care physician and a surgeon who are open to dealing with supplemental things because I think it's only fair to tell them that I was on this. And I appreciate that these doctors are really affirming the fact of my using those kinds of resources. And so Mm -hmm. I was so happy that Dar introduced me to Pro Bono. And I'm a fan of Pro Bono. Well, and and a fan of Dar's, I can hear. Um, And I I think that's a great point you bring up, Joanne. Those are doctors to hang on to. Anytime you can find a doctor that is open you know, to the power of nutrition and you can work together because certainly they have their strengths. We nutritionists have ours. That's what's going to lead to your best healthy self. I really learned that through this experience. I just tapped into many kinds of resources, including guided imagery and those kinds of things. And I so appreciated that my doctor allowed me to have an iPod in my ears as I rolled into surgery, listening to a guided imagery and to some of my favorite music. Perfect. And I think that, in addition to the pro bono, really helped this surgery be a success, for which I'm so grateful. Yes. Well, and we are grateful for you. I had such a nice time visiting with you earlier this week on the phone, and you you are just delightful. Thank you for calling in to the program. I know we could talk longer, but they're signaling me for a break. So okay. thank you so much, Joanne. Thank you, Cassie. We appreciate you. Thanks. Thank you much. Okay. So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Time already for our final break. But think about this. If you've looked for a calcium supplement, you know how confusing it can be, right? That calcium aisle in the... In any given store, there are so many choices. It's important to know the difference between the different forms out there because some of them are not very well absorbed. Some of them can actually lead to kidney stones or calcify in your blood vessels. So you want to know what form to look for. Um, 
We're going to be talking more about that. We want you to be checking the ingredient labels on your calcium. So maybe go grab your calcium bottle while we go to break. And when we return tomorrow, we'll mention some of the different forms and which are the best. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before break, Cassie mentioned the fact that some forms of calcium are not as absorbable as others. So take a look at your calcium bottle, turn it around to the back, and see what kind of calcium it is made of. If you see calcium in the carbonate form, that is unfortunately not very absorbable, not very well used by our bones. It's cheap. It is cheap. So you'll find it in a lot of supplements. Um, Yeah. Yes. So it's very easy to find, but not very well absorbed. So what is a better form? Well, one option is calcium citrate, which is much more absorbable than carbonate. And this one's also usually fairly easy to find Mm -hmm. as long as you read the back of the bottle. So that's one option, but an even better choice would be something like the MCHC, which we were just talking about before break, Mm -hmm. which is made of bone meal and very absorbable for our bones. Yep. Yep. So that MCHC, or sometimes it'll be all the way spelled out, microcrystalline hydroxyapatite, um, and that you would have to buy at a nutritionist's office such as ours. The, the brand we carry is by my favorite company, Metagenics, uh-huh. called Cal Appetite Plus. That's what our family takes. And um, otherwise, chiropractors would carry it. Yes. And I don't know, other than that, maybe acupuncturists? I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a very high-end brand, that um, MCHC brand. So you do have to look for that one a bit. Um, But yeah, you know, if you're just trying to prevent and you don't have a history of osteoporosis, probably a citrate is going to be fine. Now, you know, speaking of Joanne's story, the caller we just had in who had started to rebuild bone mass after a few months on that product called Pro Bono, you know, that is such an awesome product. And like I mentioned, I never knew people could restore bone mass until I came to Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And I just want to put the word out there, the prescription drugs for osteoporosis, they Mm -hmm. fall into a class of bisphosphonates. Fosamax is a very popular one. It's certainly not the only one. I believe Actinel and there's more. But we personally are not big believers in that class of drugs because they don't truly help to rebuild strong bone. Um, What they do when you think about bone, it's living material. So you're always breaking down the old and rebuilding new. And what those prescription drugs for osteoporosis do is they stop the breakdown of the old, but you continue to rebuild some new, and your bone density test might show up, showing that you've kind of held your own or maybe even gained a little bit. But think about it like when you build a house. If you build a house on a nice, strong foundation, you're going to have a good, strong house that should last a while. If you build your house on an old, crumbling foundation, not going to be very sturdy, right? So that's kind of, in my mind, what these drugs like Fosamax and Actinel do because they're stopping the breakdown of that old bone. You're growing new bone on an old, crumbling foundation, Mm -hmm. and that can lead to problems and and cracks and breaks down the road. So again, we are really big fans because of testimonials like Joanne's 
of the pro bono product if you have osteoporosis. But Tamara, let's get back. I think before we called Joanne, we were talking about um, some of the key pieces of a, a bone, a healthy bone plan, and we were talking about vitamin D. Yes. Well, I love the way you just described that as the house, Cassie. That makes it so easy to understand. Do you know who told me that story? Who told you? Dar. Oh, did she? That analogy, I should say. Yeah, I love that analogy too, but that's credit to Dar. Yeah, it makes complete sense. Mm -hmm. Okay, so jumping back into vitamin D. um, You know, a lot of times what the doctors are calling normal levels is a little bit different as to what we'd like to see as normal levels. So a lot of times the doctors will say, you know, normal is anything 30 above, but we really like to recommend a vitamin D level of at least 50. So somewhere between 50 and 100 is a healthy level for best bone health. Right. And for best overall health. Yes. And since we are a company that believes in food first, I want to mention some food sources of vitamin D, and then we'll tell you what to look for in a supplement too. Um, Food sources aren't very plentiful, but vitamin D can be found in organic egg yolks. It can be found in organ meats. So keep eating that liver, Joanne. And some seafood, to some extent, will have some vitamin D. So not a ton of options. No. And, you know, of course we know vitamin D is the sunshine vitamin. So So again, not a lot of options, (laughs) right? right? Exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, if we're sitting outside exposed between the hours of 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. in the summer, we are able to make amounts of vitamin D. But we also have to keep away from that sunscreen because that blocks the rays we need to make vitamin D. Right. And some people, you know, that's that's a hard decision, especially if they've had skin cancer or it runs in the family. So even if you are willing to be outside in the summer between 11 and 2 with no sunblock, many of us can't because we're... Add work right. all the time, right? <laughs> right, exactly. So then it might be time to consider a supplement. So when you're shopping for a vitamin D supplement, you want to be sure that it is in the form of D3 or uh, colacalciferol. Yeah, Please a, tell me a, I a pronounced mouthful, that correctly. You did. It's a okay. mouthful. It's a, it means the same thing as D3, but yes. sometimes it will only say that. Yes, and that is what you want the form to be. That is the absorbable form. So vitamin D is very important. Um, Another thing I want to talk about before we reach the end of the hour, Tamara, is magnesium. Uh Uh-huh. You know, magnesium for healthy bones is almost or maybe just as important as vitamin D, right? So, Mm -hmm. again, thinking in terms of food first, your best sources, food sources of magnesium are grass-fed beef, dark leafy greens, nuts and seeds. Yes, and a good rule of thumb to go by if you're planning to take a calcium supplement, or if you are, is that you want your ratio of calcium to magnesium to be 2 to 1 for best bone health. Right, right. So in other words, if you're taking 600 milligrams of calcium in a supplement, be sure you're getting at least 300 milligrams of a magnesium supplement. Exactly, exactly. You know, I just want everybody, as we end the hour, to think of Joanne's story again. Just because maybe in in years we're growing older, it doesn't mean we have to let our body grow old, at least not in an accelerated way. So whether you're 75 like Joanne or whether you're 20, 30, 40, please start thinking about the health of your bones. 
eat well, and you can build strong bones. Yes. Thanks for joining us today. Have a good weekend. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.